Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, we're back. It is Marks and Reese. Johnny Marks, Ike, Reese on a worry Wednesday. Worry Wednesday. As the uh, – so, so, Jack, and by the way, we have we do have Eagles tickets tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We have Eagles tickets tomorrow. Uh, they're they're uh, AAA's Eagles tickets. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and we're going to play uh, in the envelope, I'm supposing. Yes. At 5.30. Big stuff. So tomorrow, a pair of conference championship tickets to uh, see the Eagles and the 49ers. So that's coming up on tomorrow's show. But the Associated Press Coach of the Year, uh, the finalists came out today. And uh, Nick Sirianni was not among the, the top three. Brian Dayball, Sean McDermott, Kyle Shanahan. Um, I, I guess my reaction, Ike, was that he deserved, and Sean McDermott had a, had a, another good regular season, but for me, Nick Sirianni deserved to be on the list before Sean McDermott did. I believe Nick Sirianni should be a, should be a final. So he was 14-1 and one with Jalen Hurts. They lost two games with, with a backup quarterback, but uh, it, it, was a, it was a great year, um, and he deserved at least to be a finalist. If you want to say Dable had more of an impact based on what the team looked like the year before and what it looked like after he came. Like, all right, we can have that conversation. But Sean McDermott doesn't doesn't belong on here before Nick Sirianni does. Yeah. I mean, okay. But I I mean, I, I would neither one of them deserve to win it. I mean, I would vote for either Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, or Kyle Shanahan. Right. Yeah, I agree I agree with you. I, I don't think I mean, you said Nick Sirianni was fourteen and one. He lost two with the backup quarterback. Well, Kyle Shanahan's played three quarterbacks this year. Which is why he sh- he would be one or two, and Brian Dayball would be one. Yeah. More or less with the same team that Joe Judge couldn't couldn't really yeah, win anything the, the with. the Giants have been terrible for five, six years. Yep. Been the worst team in the NFL over the last five or six years. And, and Doug- he came in in the first year and got him into the playoffs. Not only got him into the playoffs, not only the voting was already done, but he won a playoff game. Yep. And Doug won his division. Coming off an Urban Meyer year where yeah. like everything was toxic and terrible. Jack, are you outraged at Nick Sirianni not being the coach of the year finalist? Well, I actually think there's just a lot of good candidates this year. Like, why is Dan Campbell not on there? There's another one that should be in, in the mix. I mean, people have clowned the Lions for years. I agree. Yeah. And they went in last game of the season, beat, kept Aaron Rodgers yeah. out of the playoffs. Like, yeah. I actually, think actually, they would have been in. If had, he made the playoffs. Well, if Seattle hadn't won, yep. Detroit yep. would have been in the playoffs. And he exactly. probably is in the top three. Yeah. Yes, but I think the – what bothers me a little bit is that I think people have this expectation heading into the year. Like, I think we have a revisionist history with what, how the Eagles were viewed heading into the season. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people are penalizing Sirianni right now because they're like, well, look at your team. You should be that good. Well, how were they viewed? But Well, they were 24 to, 20, plus 2,400 to win the Super Bowl with, like, the ninth best odds. So it's not like – Nine out of 32? No, I know. But, the, but if you're like, – That if, makes you a playoff team. I know. But what I'm saying is that, like – I think people viewed them as they should be Super Bowl favorites looking at the team now versus how they were viewed before the year, and I don't think that's fair. Like, I think that they've gotten to becoming a great team partially because of Nick Sirianni. I think people are, are using the roster and the talent against Nick here. It's almost like the Jalen conversation all over again. Right. Hmm. Yeah, except when, when Jalen wasn't in there, they lost two games. Yeah, I see that differently. I, I see it differently. I think a lot of people thought the Eagles could be a playoff team. I had them winning 12 games. Their schedule was favorable. They went and added A.J. Brown, James Bradbury, Hassan Reddick this offseason. <laughs> they, they've added a bunch of players here. So I, 
yeah, maybe no one thought they would be in the Super Bowl or be this good, but the idea that they have somehow they were picked oh, to win. They the didn't East. overachieve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there are teams who legitimately overachieved with lesser talent. So it, it had to me nothing to do with Nick Sirianni. I'm more impressed with what Dayball did, right. what Doug Peterson did. Hell, you just brought up uh, uh, the, the kneecap guy, Dan Campbell, in Detroit. They started off 1-5 and five and would have been a playoff team had Seattle lost. Right? Like, it's, it's no shot at Nick. It's like you just said, it's just a tough year for him to win it because there are a lot of other impressive resumes when you look sure. at expectations and you look at the level of talent on their teams. I didn't name any guy that has more talent than the Eagles. I said Dayball, right. Giants, Jacksonville. Yeah, it's almost like if you look at if you look at the the winners, well, Dan Cam or Cal Shanahan for a team that had talent, but he he's on listen, his th- he's on his third quarterback. Kyle's, he won twelve straight games. Twelve straight with a with Mister Irrelevant as yeah. the starting quarterback in the NFC Championship game yeah. is damn impressive. When you look at the list of coach of the years, right, and you look down the list, first of all, Andy Reid's won once, mm-hmm. and he hasn't won in twenty one years. He won right. in two thousand and two, and we know Andy's one of the best coaches of all time, right? Yeah. So it's not it's. It's it, not the best coach that it, wins. It's not. You know what it is? It's almost who overachieved the most and who was the biggest surprise. Yes. So the fi- the fact that Kyle Shanahan has been able to win with the third-string quarterback is very, very impressive. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. The fact that Brian Dayball took a team that was embarrassing with Joe Judge and totally turned it around. And you can directly point to him coming in and changing everything. I mean, Daniel Jones is going to get a contract based on based on. I this don't year. even think it's hard to see that Dayball did a wonderful job, and like that's not even nobody even thought of the Giants before the season. They nope. won a playoff game, like. Well, Daniel Jones is considered. They didn't give him a contract extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they, they didn't give him the fifth year option. Now, now they're going to have to give him a contract. And 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 again, no no offense to Nick, those other guys call the plays on the team. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, they, 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 they actually Brian have Brian Dayball is – it was him. He Doug has, calls yes. the plays yeah. on the yeah. team. Like, the, all those guys calls the plays on their teams. Yeah. No, you're right. And – Well, except for Dan Campbell. He doesn't call any damn plays. No, he's, he's just playing that. kneecaps. Uh, dipping and chewing and spitting on a damn turf in the stadium. Eagles yeah. Eagles <laughs> did make the playoffs last year, so it's not like it's not like they came out of, they came yeah. out of nowhere – and they improved the roster significantly in the preseason. Everybody acknowledged Jalen is like, a wow, Jalen yes. is a bigger snub than Nick Sirianni. Oh, totally. Jalen right. not winning the MVP will be a bigger snub than Nick not winning Coach of the Year. Way bigger. Matter of fact, I mean, hell, we could be upset that BG's not in the in the finals yeah, for comeback player of the year. Yeah, come on, Jack. Well, the problem is he's a defensive end that everybody wants to go straight to the offensive players. <laughs> yes, pretty much. I mean, that's what it is. Pretty much, right? I think the finalists are all offensive players, right? Geno Saquon. And Christian McCaffrey, right? Yes. I think it's McCaffrey, yeah. Right, and when you look at the MVP, they're always quarterbacks, and then they go offensive player of the year is where you get to include non-quarterbacks, yeah. and that's where the – I actually J- think Jalen's going to yes. win that this year. I saw you tweet that out, and yeah. I agree. Okay. It, 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 it's, a, it's a good – you don't win MVP, but – Yeah. Or maybe it's Justin Jefferson. We'll see. We'll see. All right, I know – No, pre- I think it's going to be Jalen. Yeah? Yeah. We had a fantastic year. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I know uh, I know Eagles fans were uh, were were upset that Nick didn't get the didn't get the finals. I guess he was a top five, but then when they narrowed it down to three, he didn't make the. And Doug mm-hmm. was also a top five, I believe. So he made the final five, but not the top no. three. I think Doug did make the final three, didn't he? I saw Dayball, McDermott, and Shanahan. Oh, it was McDermott that made the final three. Which I I mean, and and well, I like Doug should have been in there over yeah. Doug over, over Sean for sure. I like Sean McDermott, but. If you're going by the the blueprint of who normally wins, you know the Bills are Bills were considered you know Super Bowl. Teams. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. They didn't overachieve. If anything. Yeah, exactly. They maybe underachieved I don't, I don't, a little yeah, bit. I understand. I didn't realize Sean McDermott was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All out, right, out. Yeah, yeah. Get 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 Doug in there. <laughs> well, who finished? They they had the finalists for the MVP too, right? It yeah, was Jalen. Jalen made that. Yeah, it was Jalen Mahomes. I'm trying to figure out who was the third guy. Is it Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Um, so it's Josh Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts, Jefferson. So they, they don't do a three finalist, they do five. Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Pat Mahomes are the finalists for the Associated Press. Um, offensive player of the year. 
and, and NFL MVP and Offensive Player of the Year award. So they're both. Oh wow! So I get yeah. So why do they do a top five with the MVP, but they do a top three with the coach? I don't know. Yeah, so it's Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, and Justin Jefferson are the five MVP finalists. Okay. Announced by uh, by the Associated Press. Well, hopefully Jalen won't be there to accept the award. Exactly right. And hopefully Pat Mahomes will be. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know the other guys will be getting ready. Well, yeah, exactly. The other guys yeah. will be getting ready for a damn game that 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 Sunday. Yeah. I think it's the what the night before. The I think it's the night seventh before. Seventh or the eighth was it? I forget. Or is that when they do it? Oh, they may do it a couple nights before. I just and that could be totally wrong, but I just, I remember reading something and seeing the date. So yeah, I mean it's it's leading up to the yeah, it's the, like that Friday night or that Saturday night. It's leading up before to the it. game. Yeah. For sure. All right. Oh, um, no, they do the Hall of Fame announcement the night before. Because I think that's when Dog found out, the day before the Super the night before the Super Was Bowl. it the night before the Super Bowl? I think Bowl? so. I think it was that day before yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're on that hotel. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the day before the Super Bowl, yeah. All right. Um, 215-592-9494. Black Gritty. And if people want to react to the to the Sirianni thing, 215-592-9494. Black Gritty from BlackGritty.com. Check it in. Black Gritty, how are you, buddy? We were it. We were it. We were it. Always day. I like that. I like if we could contain Cringer to Wednesdays. <laughs> that would make me is that really the, good. Is that the theme song for Worry yeah, Wednesdays? Yeah, yeah. yeah let, me get, let me get on that. Uh, I'm going to mark that down for next year, Dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I, I'm so happy that we're not winning anything because Coach of the Year should go to the guy who turned around a trash bandit team, and we were in the playoffs last year. I don't need my coach to be Coach of the Year. I mean, he out there, he's sideline Coach of the Year. He's the new Sean McVay. He's the sexiest <laughs> man on sidelines. And they always, if you forget how Sean McVay was all on the sidelines doing all that. He was. And everybody yep. want to come for Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Sean McVay had to pay a dude $1,500 to keep him from running out on the field every five seconds. But now all of a sudden we got a problem because there's a dude out here in Philly. People hate us. I love it. Nobody cares. Blah, 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 blah. But what I'm worried about <laughs> is the coaching, okay? So to have a conversation with you guys today and not rant and rave, I'm worried about the Shanahan effect. I mean, I don't know if it was passed down from his grandfather's grandfather's father to his son to his son. I'm going to be dealing with Shanahan until I'm in the grave apparently because they just run a certain style of offense and it doesn't stop. And it works. And it works. Plug and play. Anybody who ever wants to call anybody a, a system quarterback? Yeah, yes, that's that family. system. Yeah, that's a, that, you can plug in any running back. You can plug in any quarterback. It's the Shanahan system, and that's what they do. And I know that he's been there a couple of times. And yes, he's blown Super Bowls, but guess what? He's been in Super Bowls, and that's mm-hmm. no slight against Nick Sirianni. I love Nick Sirianni. I think he's a great coach. I think that the coaching staff is great. But I am worried about the Shanahan effect in a championship game that he's been to, as you just keep saying, 19 times, two out of the, uh, three out of the last, last four, four. whatever it's yep, been. Three out yeah. of the last four. And he finds a way to win with, quote, unquote, nobody quarterback. So I don't believe in Purdy. I believe we're going to get to Purdy. I hope that we shake and bake his butt so bad that he has <laughs> the effect on him. Because he's not uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo grew up underneath the Belichick tree of calm, cool, collective. Purdy ain't had that background. So that's what I'm hoping that we come and bring to him. Some kind of wrinkle. The link's going to be in his mind. Now, he ain't going to hear himself think. His teeth going to be chattering. His hands going to be shaking. But the Shanahan effect is real, and I'm worried about that. I'm worried about us getting lost in the sauce like we do sometimes on the coaching staff. What do you guys think about that? Mm. I think right? that's fair. Yeah, I, listen, I think that's fair. I, and that's where Jonathan Gannon is going to have to – Thanks, PG. He's going to have to be able to match wits. With uh, with Kyle Shanahan and making sure you have your guys in a position where they can where they can make plays. I mean, it is. I mean, when you look at Shanahan's offenses, uh, he he certainly has skill position players there now. But a lot of his tenure has always been about his play designs and how he's able to scheme, get guys open, get easy yardage, you know, things of that nature. And when but, when you have a quarterback like Brock Purdy, you, you're you're still coaching to prevent him from making catastrophic mistakes. So you don't want to put him in a position where you're trying to do too much and it leads to a turnover. 
So he's kind of coaching conservative while trying to figure out ways to be, to, to be effective at the same time. Right, so for him, and that's where the whole time of possession thing comes in. Yep. They don't mind twelve play drives that eat up eight minutes. I mean, I'm watching that game Sunday. I'm like, my goodness, are they going to throw the ball down the field at any point? And, and they never and did. They never did. No, <laughs> they never they, did. They trusted their defense. Yep. And as long as in the second half they had that lead, they were not. The Cowboys couldn't. The Cowboys couldn't. couldn't force them. to throw the ball down the field. They couldn't. If you get the lead on them, that's why it's so important to, yep. to, to score early. Get the lead on them and, and make them throw. Yeah, make Purdy beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Rios. Uh-oh. Rios is already in the sauna on sweaty Wednesdays. <laughs> I already saw him today. Just the towel he was wearing. Okay. Rios in North Philly. Rios. What's going on, Hard Chargers? What's up, What's up Rios? What's up? What's going on, gentlemen? I, I appreciate the theme of the day being sweaty Wednesday, so that's great. I love it. Um but anyway, worried, I'm going to tell y'all what I'm worried about. I'm worried about, you know, blowing a gasket before Sunday. That's what the hell I'm worried about. <laughs> Shoot, that's, that's all I'm really worried about. You know what I mean? So, some thoughts on this game, man. And, 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 and my biggest thing, look, it ain't time to coach scared. Can't coach scared. You, co- you start coaching scared, that, that's, that's the wrong mindset. So, what we need to do is definitely like how Jack was saying in the beginning, and I agree with him, about, like, the team, we can't let no damn uh, the office of the San Francisco 49ers slow grind us with the time and possessions. That's what these teams were to do. That's why we lost certain games, because they were slow grinding one and that, whatever, keeping Jalen Hurts, you know what I mean? On the sideline, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what we need to do, too, keep the same defense, because I, I was happy with it, but just add more violence. Add more violence to the defense, and, and we'd be great, because we need to punch – San Francisco in the mouth. Going on to that, people talk about, I hear y'all talk about the coin toss, defer, or, or take it. Man, I don't give a damn. This is why. Because if we do defer it or, 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 or they win it or whatever, the defense first, the defense go out there, Jonathan Gannon, just attack. Attack and punch them in the mouth right away. If our defense attack and punch them in the mouth right away, oh my God. What our offense going to do? Our defense sets the tone if they punch you right in the mouth. Because I already know Jalen Hurts, man, he's going to do what he got to do. Now, somebody on the defense needs to be like that top aggressive leader, making sure he's just keeping guys hype and hungry and keeping them to stay the course. Like, look, we need to attack. Now, also, Darius, look, man, this is what I want you to do, buddy. <laughs> Follow Debo. Follow Debo. Show me that you really believe in yourself, that you call yourself big play. Now, if he's catching it behind or running the ball or catching it behind the uh, uh, line of scrimmage, uh, scrimmage line, mm-hmm. scrimmage line, look, don't, I ain't worried about you with that. Follow him on the field because at the end of the day, you don't let him catch and you stop him. Just let Epps lay that wood on him like he did to some players during the season. That's what we need done with these guys. Look, mm-hmm. fall in love with the tacking and the pain. And I'm going to say this, if it, if it hurts, I'm going to just tell you, if you're hurt, I'm going to just tell you this. If the injury is detrimental to your life, I'm going to just tell you that. And then I'm going to say, hey, there's only two wins to set in the legacy for the life that you will always be remembered and talked about. And I'll walk the hell away and I'll say, hey, and if you make the right decision, sucker free Hall of Fame. <laughs> what y'all think about that? Yeah, he has Rios from North Philly. Free Hall of Fame. They would, yeah. Jalen would make the sucker free Hall of Fame for sure. <laughs> Let's just get one win to get to the Super Bowl, and then um, mm-hmm. and it sets you up. The uh, the other uh, Eagles fans are also furious uh, in the assistant coach of the year, Jonathan Gannett, snubbed, ah. not a finalist for the award. I know Eagles fans were furious. <laughs> I don't think Jack. they're upset about that one. No. Well, are Eagles fans or is Nick? I mean, who's who's more? Well, Nick's definitely upset. Assistant about coach it. of the year, Jonathan Gannett. Yes. Shane Steichen, though. I don't even know it was an award. Is it an award? This has got to be the first year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really? so I, 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 a real award. I've yeah. never heard of this before. I don't know when they started it. Shane Steichen, um, D'Amico Ryans, and then the, the Lions offense coordinator, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think more assistant coaches need to be recognized, just like I think coordinators, especially guys that were lifelong coordinators, yeah. need, need to be recognized by the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. I like it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I just didn't know they had it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. The, the top five for, in the coach of the year, McDermott, Sirianni, Shanahan, Dayball, Doug Peterson. And then they've went down the three from there. Defensive player of the year, Parsons, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones. And all the, all three of those guys had monster years. But Hassan Reddick had a monster year, too. He had 16 sacks. So Bosa, I guess, led the league in sacks. Chris Jones had 15 and a half, I think, for an interior defensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, more disrespect for Hassan. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A lot of disrespect. Listen, the national media just hates oh, yeah. us. There's, you know, everyone hates us. But we do care. That's the thing. I know. Well, I do think that – I feel like Hassan Reddick isn't talked enough uh, around the league. Like his PFF score isn't great. Like if you want, like, cause I think a lot of people just look at PFF scores. Like, they, they, so they value Damn analytics. I, I, I can't stop looking at analytics. it. <laughs> but the, like his pressure rate isn't right. is in the top ten. Well, how many sacks? Like, I mean, he's got a, like, six, well, how many strip half. sacks? Is, I mean, how many strip sacks does he have? Yeah, six, five, something like that. Yeah. Hey, listen, you don't have to convince me. Yeah, he should be there. He Man. should be there. Should be right there with Bosa. The problem is, who would you take off of that list? Parsons? Yeah. yeah. And he was the darling, but he also didn't have a... He had a good first half. He yeah, started off yeah. in the first half. Great first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He, he didn't He didn't have the same second half. 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese, 215 Either way, he's not winning it. Bosa's going to win it. Bosa's going to win it, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Coming up, back to your phone calls on the Eagles, but also... Although Chris Jones probably deserves to win. And 15 and a half sacks from the defensive tackle position is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're going to do quick thoughts on Scott Rowland getting into the Hall of Fame. Your Jack, boy. Jack's very happy. Your boy, Scott Rowland. Yes, yes, Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. I couldn't believe it when I heard it last night. Uh, that's coming up next. Your phone calls on what your biggest worry on this worry Wednesday is heading into Sunday's game. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's talk about New Year's resolutions for a second. I, I don't do New, New Year's resolutions because I, I never I never succeed in doing it. But listen, if one of your New Year's resolutions was to get healthier, to lose some weight, then you got to call NJ Diet today because you can lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJ Diet. It's guaranteed weight loss. NJ Diet's scientific approach uses your hair, saliva, and blood work to personalize natural solutions and supplements that help reset your metabolism where the side effect is weight loss. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to help you keep it off. No shots, no hormones, no prepackaged foods, no surgery. Full supervision is provided every step of the way. You will even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. So what are you waiting for? We're talking about contractually guaranteed weight loss, 20 to 40-plus pounds in as little as 40 days with NJ Diet. And they have locations throughout the East Coast or available anywhere with live online video consultations. Call them today, 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult by going to njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com, and lose the weight for good. I think Scott has said he doesn't, at this point, want to commit to being here. We want to convince him that he does want to be here, and we're going to keep working at it. All right, there you go. That was, uh, is that Ed Wade? Oh, it's a young Ed Wade. <laughs> Play it again. Play it again. I think Scott has said he doesn't, at this point, want to commit to being here. We want to convince him that he does want to be here, and we're going to keep working at it. Oh, my God. Oh. Now, we obviously weren't here for that. <laughs> I could only imagine what Angelo's reaction was the uh, the next morning. Wow. Yeah, well, Scott Rowland last night was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, the only the only player to get in the Hall of Fame this year, which is well, and Fred McGriff, the Grom Dog got in. He got in. Yeah. Did, did he get he got voted in? Not, the... not yesterday. He was voted in by the yeah. uh, the same committee that got Harold Baines in. Yes. Oh, the Veterans Committee. The Veterans I, I committee. think it was because that video he made. The uh... oh, the crimes. Yeah, the, that, yeah, the Crime Stopper. Yeah. Right, that crime. Well, no, it's the 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 video that get results. Tom Amansky. Tom Amansky. Oh God! He filmed it a night when he was a Blue Jay in the eighties, and Tom Amansky used it for thirty years. I mean, that is Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, Fred. And he and he admitted that he never when he did the commercial, he didn't even think of it, and because he endorsed it, he said, "This is the video that gets results." Mm -hmm. And years later, he's like, "I don't even know what the video is." (laughs) Just remember, Fred. But you know what though? Let me say this: like Fred McGriff is more of a Hall of Famer than Scott Rowan is. Yes. Right. Like I, I don't want to be because like Scott Rowland was a good baseball player. He's an all star. But what, what, ha- what happens now in, in the Hall of Fame is 
that you get all-star type players that are making the Hall of Fame as opposed to them. It's okay just to be a very good player and an all-star player. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be the best players of their generation. And Scott Rowland was never the he was never even the best player on his team, much less a generation. So now you're getting you're getting guys like Jack that want to put put together a case through analytics. So they say, well, if you look at his war and the gold gloves and right. this and that and this and that, he becomes a Hall of Famer. Where like my eyes never told me he was a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and he was a very good player, Scott Rowland. Mm-hmm. But I just like and you know I, I don't care. Put him in the Hall of Fame. But like if Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer, that means Jimmy Rollins should be a Hall of Famer. Oh, for sure. It means Chase Utley should be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Huh? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Jack? No, I, I'm not. I, I physically can't stomach it today. It's, it's, on NFC Championship Warrior Wednesday, I got I to gotta argue about Chase Utley? I didn't know. I didn't know we stopped putting top ten players in their position in the Hall of Fame. But I, I guess we'll start now with Chase. Well, no, a top ten player at your position, you probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, then Roland's a Hall of Famer. Is that what he is? He's a top ten third baseman? Top ten, seventh in war. Huh. Seventh in war. <laughs> see, I, I knew it was coming, too. I knew the war thing was coming. I thought he was fifth in war. Seventh in war amongst third basemen. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Better? No, because I don't know what war is, and neither do you. Wins above replacement. No, I know, but what does that mean? It means wins above replacement right. player. Let me ask you something. Exactly. Let me ask you something. What? Is Adrian Beltre a Hall of Famer? I don't know. He's a lock, by the way. I got you. He's going in next year. Uh, what's his what's his, hey, what, what's his career batting average? Uh, close. I think it's two ninety eight. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You don't need batting averages. War is like 93. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) All right, so Adrian Belcher is going in next year. He's a lock. Uh, Barry Bonds, Hall of Famer? Of course. Ripken? Of course. Yastrzemski? Of course. Willie Mays? Of course. Okay, so those are the players with 500 doubles, 300 home runs, and 150 runs saved. Okay. Also, Scott Rowland. Is it, uh, is, is, right, I know. You're, in, you're inventing cat. You're doing a four. 500 you're doing doubles a, and 300 home runs? Jack, you're doing categories? a four-leg parlay to get him in the, in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's, that's seven players. Six players ever. I, see, this is what I can't do. If you need to come up with categories to put a guy in the Hall of Fame, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Either maybe, he's a Hall of Famer or he's not. Maybe he's been overlooked for a long time. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I never viewed Scott Rowland as a Hall of Famer. But but uh Mr. Baseball in there, um, when you this is how they're gonna start arguing for guys to get in the Hall of Fame because they don't want to put the steroid era guys in. And so now who are you gonna put in the Hall of Fame? Literally, you're gonna have a Hall of Fame induction ceremony with just Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff up there. Here's the here's the other issue. Is so Who's going to that? Like, like who's, who's running to the TV to watch it? I got your ticket. We'll, we'll go up together. Here's my thing. So I, I do want to go up to Cooperstown, though. I do. I, never, well, I, I've, I've never been. When Utley gets in, we'll, we'll, go, on, we'll uh, go up together. I'm with you, yes. Here's my thing. Is that, so I think he's more Hall of Very Good than Hall of Fame, like okay. full bit aside. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is is that we just have to change our standards for yep. Hall of Fame. Like 500 yep. home runs is no longer – like it's got to be – 
he's got to be lowered because these guys didn't play as long or they get load management and sit out. I actually agree with that. That's one of the things I used to hold against baseball was you have to hit these mythical, magical numbers yeah. in order yeah. to get into the Hall of Fame. Like, that was one of my gripes against baseball and its hollow grounds of the of, of Cooperstown, right? You don't get in here. You got to really – you got to be one of the best to get in here. Like, seriously? I mean, first of all, it, it, I got 50 years of a sport – don't make me go down the road that I don't want to go down. I'm just saying. Don't don't start telling they me about include everybody. Exactly. You don't start. <laughs> you don't start telling me about what numbers need to be met in the competition and everything else. So, for example, yeah. Fred McGriff, I think, has 498 <laughs> home runs. Yes. Lifetime home runs. I think he has 498. Yeah. He, he didn't get to that five. But that's so, what kept him out right, of there all right. these years. And he hit two more home if runs. If he would if he would have came back for another year and hit two home runs, then he would have put him in the Hall of Fame. Right. So the whole thing's stupid. The whole thing's stupid. But, no, I, I agree with you. Like, either a player is a Hall of Famer or not. Doc Doc, Doc Holliday didn't have 300 wins. He didn't pitch long But you enough. knew he was a Hall of Famer. It, it's impossible for yeah. – almost impossible for a starting pitcher to get 300 wins, or it's very, very difficult with the amount of, of starts Well, especially for pitchers, yeah. Right. Times are different. Yeah. Right. It's much yeah. different. Yeah. We're, we're Holliday's a Hall of Famer, and everybody freaking knows it, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, it's an eye thing. With Scott Rowland and, – and, and here's one other thing. I saw the Phillies put out a – Phillies put out a pre- press release. I saw it on Twitter. Here we go. <laughs> where they, they uh they they congratulated Scott Rowland, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like he, they drafted him; he was a rookie of the year here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the end of it, said that the Phillies look forward to honoring Scott for his momentous achievement at Citizens Bank Park this season at a date to be determined. There you go. That's from John Middleton. Well, just let me know the date. I'm going to book my vacation for that week, so I don't have to even deal with having Scott. Scott, Scott Rowland week? Weekend. No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Appreciation? I'm out. This is this is actually where I will sound like like the, the caller we had yesterday that was like, Andy Reid didn't get us a Super Bowl. I'm still mad at him. Screw him. Right? To where I'm like, I thought we were over that. Like yeah. I Scott Rowland had a nice nice career. Scott Rowland didn't want to be here. Yeah. The fans, like me, for instance, all right. I grew up, I remember nineteen eighty, I was very young. I remember nineteen eighty three, I was very young. They lost in the World Series. Ninety three came out of nowhere and it was over before we even knew it happened. I went through a lot of bad years of baseball, being a big Phillies fan. Mm-hmm. And finally in the mid-90s, you get Scott Rowland. He wins the Rookie of the Year. There's actual reason for hope. Right. And he's a great player. He, defensively, he's a great player. Like, everything that you want, but he never loved us back. He, he didn't want to be here. He didn't yep. like His personality didn't work here. You were here at the time, yeah. Mike. Yeah. You remember what it was like. Yeah, and, and I remember being a young player myself and just the whole, you know, it was re- it really was my my first taste of seeing the reaction of the fan base against a star player in town. Oh yeah, right. So that was like my first introduction to it. But to it, but it was almost ignited or initiated by Scott Rowland and his actions, and for him to speak so candidly about not wanting to be here and the front office isn't committed to winning and they're trying to offer you $100 million. I, I just thought it was the strangest thing in the world. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? I'd sign right now and be here. A team wants to give me $100 million. But he was like the first athlete that I remember being here in my earlier days that became sort of public enemy uh, number one here. And it was ugly. Yeah. And, and then he did the whole St. Louis baseball heaven and all that stuff. And he was so happy to be out there. And by mm-hmm. the way, like I didn't enjoy when he came back. It was actually when they they honored How- Harry Callis, I guess for being in the Hall of Fame. When he got in the Hall of Fame, they mm-hmm. honored him, and it was I, it was one of the first or the first series that Scott Rowland came back, and he held the door open for Harry on the field as he got into the convertible, mm-hmm. and he got booed so bad and Harry felt bad about it or, or whatever and then like I hated that I hated that 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 we had to do that right like I just hated the whole situation I don't I don't like not wanting to honor Scott Rowland here in Philadelphia but like he gives me no reason to you go to the ballpark you can't force a player on the fans like you had to read that that's a perfect situation right there where and the, the Phillies haven't made many bad steps Right, in, in in the recent memory. They they seem to be hitting everything that, that comes over the plate. They they are certainly taking it yeah, I meant to say that. They're taking advantage. And and they've gotten back in the good graces of this fan base. Yes. Everybody's excited about the Phillies. I would have taken my time before 
It's one thing to congratulate him on being in the Hall of Fame, but to already announce that you're going to have a Scott Rowland day, basically. Is that something he wants, first of all? Well, I I don't know. I I really don't know. If he's smart, I don't understand why he would think this fan base somehow is going to embrace him and celebrate him with the way that he left. I I just – I would have waited to get the reaction of my fan base after hearing this and then decided, you know what – we sent out the congratulatory, uh, congratulatory tweet, as as we should. We drafted him. We get all that. I don't know if the fans are ready to celebrate Scott Rowland. It could turn into something that looks bad on us as a fan base because you're forcing us to have to basically cheer and celebrate someone who didn't want to be here. So, to your point, and everything that, that I've ever heard from anybody that covered or was with the team – said that Scott Rollins a really good dude mm-hmm. and they felt bad the way that it ended and how how everything just happened right like it so is he coming back and like doing interviews and talking about like is he being candid and open or is he coming back with the same Scott Rowland attitude that he had and that he's had since he left here? So what makes what makes the Phillies feel like that anybody's going to be ready to run to the ballpark and celebrate a guy that still, however many years after this happened, he got traded how many years 20 ago? 20 years ago. Yeah. We, we heard from him since. Hasn't been back here since. Yeah. Like, do we have any reason to believe that he feels any certain way about Philadelphia or he has any regrets or anything like that? Like he wished it ended differently? No, he couldn't wait to get the hell out of town. Yeah, and if he and if he was on board with this, as, meaning as if he wanted this then he's he's truly a narcissist because I, I how could he ever think that somehow Philadelphia is waiting to, to embrace him and celebrate him I, I Scott Rowland like seriously I, I was so surprised when I saw I'm like, actually Scott surprised Roland at that day. yeah yeah I'm a little surprised at that but well Jack's already has tickets for for Scott <laughs> Rowland day of course he does. I, I, yeah, I, listen. I th- again, I think he's more Hall very good. I, yeah. th- I think it's. Well, and weird. you were very young then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I can't. Yeah. I can't. Now I do give strong wilt takes. So I know that sounds. That <laughs> sounds. Uh, you know, disingenuous. Um, by the way, there's a guy in the press box every week. I walk in there. He's like, "What are you gonna lay off, Wilt?" And I was like, "Never." Um, so like I, I, you know, I still think he's Hall very good mm-hmm. and. For the Cardinals, they should honor him. Right. The Reds, like the Reds, did some nice things. Like they got the but, video of him hugging his mom. So and Joey so, Votto did something with him. Right. I have a theory because he he had said he he doesn't know what cap he's going to wear in the enshrinement. In other words, oh, what if he goes into the Phil's cap, John? Will that change your mind? Well, if he, I mean, if he wants to wear a Phillies cap in the Hall of Fame, it changes the way I think about at least them celebrating him at Citizens Bank Park this year. Yeah, See, he's going in there, as a Philly. There's no way he's going, going in wearing a Phillies cap. <laughs> I guarantee you that. As he'll never be celebrated in St. Louis again on a World Series team that he was yeah, on. See, see the, the, the problem with Scott Rowland was he was a bad mix for this city. And at the time... He's playing, a Cardinal, man. No, no, he's a Card- no, you're right. He's yeah. a Cardinal. But the reason he didn't like it here was like it, it was veteran stadium days. The Phillies weren't very good, mm-hmm. right? And he went from Terry Francona who was his, you know, a player's manager, and he loved Terry Francona, and Terry wasn't winning anything. Larry Ball comes in, and, man, Larry's a totally different manager, and Scott did not like it. And mm-hmm. I know Scott, uh, Larry tweeted out, congratulations, well-deserved to Scott, as I would expect Larry to do. Larry thought he was a great player. Mm-hmm. But, like, he he didn't want to be here. He didn't like it here. He didn't like the organization. He didn't like the fan base. He didn't like the negativity. He didn't like all those things. You know what he didn't like, John? He didn't want to be the leader or the face of the franchise. He didn't like that Larry Boa challenged him to be better, to reach his potential. That's what he didn't like. He didn't like that fans held him accountable. He wanted you to grovel at his feet because he was Scott Rowland and he won rookie of the year. He used to always he used to like always that's that's what he wanted. Like you want a guy that wants to be here. Yeah, anybody can go jump on a team that's winning and you don't have to go through any adversity. When you're when you're being tabbed as the face of the franchise for a team that's known for losing and you're the one ray of hope and light, and all you do is basically at every turn say how much you can't stand being here and you don't want to be here. Like I just I, I just like I, I I don't know, man. The, the dude's a cardinal, bro. Like I, I don't know. Maybe there's some Philly fans out there that still associate Scott Rowland as being a Philly. I know he was drafted here and he played here. I yep. get all of that, but it takes more than that, in my opinion. Either you embrace and embody the city and embrace it, or you don't. 
How can you come back and ask the fans to celebrate you when you didn't appreciate what they wanted from you? You didn't appreciate that challenge. You ran from it. You wanted no parts of it. I don't even know if he wants to come back for this damn thing. Well, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. I don't, I'd be surprised if he wanted to. If he's listening now, he probably's like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to have that uh, <laughs> Scott Rowland day. <laughs> and do you think is anybody going to be upset if they don't have Scott Rowland day? No. Exactly. Well, Jack. We're coming up, I'm not going to. Jack and I'm Ryan gonna, Spader will, will be, be mad. Yeah. We're coming off a World Series appearance. Yeah. You know, like I just, I'm so much more focused on this team than I would ever well, be about well, Scott. Rose. Completely agree, exactly. And to your point, <laughs> I completely a, agree. A, a lot of times, the Phillies will have these type of weekends because it's a good draw mm-hmm. to get fans. So you put it on a weekend that you, maybe you're not necessarily expecting a, a big weekend. Right. This year, they're not going to be worried about that as much. Well, I tell you what, have a Scott Rowland weekend and see how much you draw. But that's the other thing. Like, are we going to boo him on Scott Rowland weekend? Like, yes. like, listen. Yeah, but, but Jack. But here's the thing. Yes. Right? And I and I and as much as I love the Phillies, and I think they're a, they're a great organization and they're nice people. Can they handle a way to spin this to where it becomes positive and not negative? Because that's really what they need to do. As handle what? Scott Rowland coming in here, right? Like, if if he's, no. if he's really coming in here, like you have to drive the narrative and you have to make sure that he's prepared to come out to for for him his attitude to be like. You know, like this was twenty years ago, and like my time in Philadelphia was so important to me, and I really like I did enjoy my time here. It was just like I, I it was time to move on, right? Like they're, they're just he just can't come in and show up on the field and expect the fans that are going to love him and cheer him. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see how you can do that and expect people to think that you're genuine with that, and it's not just so that you don't get booed that weekend. Like, when have you been back here at any other time? Since you've left. When he played. I mean, yeah, other than playing. Right? Like, when does he come back to the city? If anything. Never. Right. Other than being a, uh, a player on the opposing team. Well, Howard Eskin chimes in and said that Scott Rowland's not a bad guy. He didn't want attention, didn't want to be here. I saw firsthand covering the team. And here's the bottom line. He's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, thanks, Howard. Uh, that that We needed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a genius. Yeah, that, I mean, that's nothing against Howard. I'm just saying that I don't think anybody thinks I, – I don't think he's a bad guy. I'm just saying there's no connection no. here. Forget whether or not he's a bad guy or a good guy or any of that. He doesn't have a connection here other than he, right. he was drafted here. So, he, honest honest question to anybody out there that's listening. When you heard that Scott Rowland made the Hall of Fame, was your first reaction, man, I can't wait to celebrate him coming up this season? No, my first reaction was, man, they let Scott Rowland in the <laughs> Hall of Fame? Yeah. Jimmy's definitely getting in the Hall of Fame. That was like my that reaction. was my reaction. Me yeah. too. I never thought the Phillies were going to have a Scott Rowland. Never day. thought about that. That never crossed my mind never until I saw once. that tweet. Until I saw it. Yeah. Never once. Yeah. I can't, I'm shocked that I'm, I'm shocked. Hmm. Scott Rowland Day. Are you All kidding right. me? We spent a good 15 minutes. There on you that. go. There you, there you go. There's your Scott Rowland Day. You worry Wednesday. <laughs> Jack, you're already in there. I know. I know you were very much behind the. You were like Ray Diddy and Tommy McDonald um, no, no, getting him in the that, Hall of Fame. That's going to be Chase. Like, I, I, right. will, I will create a play called Chase and Me when I get Chase in the Hall of Fame. Come on, man. Can we can we start that now, maybe? No, I might have to start tweeting about it every day. <laughs> Let's just do a fake like three-minute play. He may, listen, they're going to lower the standards for people to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there we have So it. he may get in. And I saw where Scott Rowland, I guess his first year, he only got like 10% of the votes. Yeah, so J-Roll is currently polling higher and than And now it's 76%. So now like, 76%. And with yes. the same voters. <laughs> yes, and the same numbers. He did, and by the way, he didn't have an additional 100 home runs after that. That's not why it's so stupid. Either he's a Hall of Famer or he's not. I've got one person going in. One person. Two. It's two. Yeah, I know, but one person was voted in. Yes. One person was voted in. What's that dinner going to be like? It's going to be exciting. I wonder if Howard's going to try to get his way up there, you think? Yeah, he's close with Scott. And try to get on his table? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck from Mount Airy might go up. Chuck, how are you, buddy? Yo, Johnny. Ike, what's going on? What's up, Chuck? What's up, Chucky? Hey, listen, uh, you know, Bryce Hart was more of a Philly to me than to <laughs> Yeah, way more. Yeah. You know yes. Mean? Yes. Just what it is. But, I mean, here's the thing uh, on, on concern or worry wins. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not one to worry about the Eagles, especially this team. This team is going to be locked in. But. I got a few concerns here. Here we here we go. Okay, uh, number one, I want to see these guys tackle. They have to have the best tackling performance of the year since this Sunday, because Debo, Chris McCaffrey, yeah. guys, I you, 
they get yak. Kittle, you know, they're not good. They get they get the ball and they get yards after the catch. So it's going to be good. It's going to be imperative that they tackle when they got an opportunity to hit these guys to bring them down. Um, number two would be bump and run. I want to see these corners up on these receivers. I don't think they got the ability or the speed to get behind our corners or our safeties. And, and I don't think Brock Purdy got enough time to get the ball deep to these guys. Force in hand to go deep. And I like to see a little bit more man. And, and, and just play aggressive, man, on offense. Every chance you got, you got to go downfield on them. First of all, soften them up with the run. You know what I mean? I don't care if Jalen's doing it or Miles or Paul. Mm-hmm. Soften mm-hmm. that pass rush up with the run. And then every chance, even if you fail, go deep on these dudes. I think they're susceptible to deep passes. And, 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 and special teams. You know what I mean? I, listen, it's time to show up to the party. You know what I mean? I think we can use something, right? We need something. We can use a big, big return or something. Something. I mean, Covey, if you're ready, I mean, this is your, this is your time. You almost be getting there. Now it's time to get there, man. I need some good punt returns. I need some good fielding. What? Yeah, Merrill's. Merrill says it every time. One of these times, yeah, one of these times is going to be right. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, a turnover on special teams. I can't remember the last time special teams got a fumble. Or right. something, man. In these yep. type of games, you need Whatever that like race. Yep. change the field position, and you need that in order to get some extra turnovers, extra, extra possessions against this team, man. I'm not worried about this team. That's just some, some point of emphasis that I like these coaching staff to look at, man, because this team, much respect to the 49ers. Let's, let's get that out, number one. I got much love, much respect, no love for them, but much respect for these guys because you've got to be a good team to make the NFC Championship game as many times as they've had. And here's the thing, right? Like in 2004, when y'all made it to the, to the, to the second uh, or the third straight NFC Championship game, it was a point of emphasis to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to have that that uh, that extra gear to try to go over the hump. They're not going to keep wanting to lose in the NFC Championship game. So that's something we might have the home field advantage. But these guys have been here before and they failed. So now they're going to try to you know get over the get over the hump. And it's pretty much the same player. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I yeah. just. I, that's the main thing I'm concerned about. Is these guys are coming in, whatever, you know, the Giants went war off. It wore off. Now, now it's time to get to the X's and O's and, and, and the 49ers. And, and when I sit back and I think about this game, I see these guys having a point of emphasis to get over the hump, to get to the Super Bowl, you know, for the first time since, what, 2000, what, 11, 12? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they, when they well, no, they lost to the Chiefs. No, no, they lost to the Chiefs four years or five years ago. They lost to the Chiefs, but they've been making it to the NFC Championship game and losing mm-hmm. the last few years. So yep. They're a very good ball club, but I think we are a good team. I just think that sure. those those point of emphasis, man, I, I want these guys to really focus on. I want them to keep going deep, even if they fail. That's important, man. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, put your hard hats on, got it, because we're going to need you this game, baby. Big plays. I think they're susceptible to big plays, and nobody has challenged them with big plays yet. You know yep. what I mean? I think gotcha. Zach had opportunity last week to do it. But he didn't have the time to do it, and he gets he can't get out of his own way with throwing interceptions. You got to focus on that and take advantage of opportunities. All right, Chuck. I can't wait to Sunday though. I really can't, man. I, I wish the game was today, but I cannot wait to Sunday. All right, Chuck. All right, brother. Appreciate it, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Yards after catch. The 49ers were sixth in the league. Um, and getting yards after the catch or defending? Getting yards, oh, after, getting the yards catch. after the catch. The Eagles yeah. were eighth, only separated by like 80 yards yeah. over the course of 17 yeah. weeks. So both teams good after the catch. Yeah. Dallas hit them with the one big play last week. Uh, uh, CD caught a big play. Yeah. Actually, Dak kind of underthrew him on that play. If he had to put that out there a little bit more, CD probably could have ran under that and just, and kept, just going. kept going. I mean, listen, last year we hit um, Chris Watkins for the 90-some yard play against San Francisco, so we know – he didn't score, though, right? It, right, yeah. That's, that's still <laughs> unbelievable. He didn't score and we didn't score. We got no points out of that. Right. This was hard to do. I think it was the first time it had been. In, done, in, history, in history, yeah. yeah. He didn't get a 95-yard play that ends in no points. Breaking history, Jack. Making history, the Eagles. By the way, the, by the, way the Phillies just tweeted out more about Scott Rowland getting into the Hall of Fame. So really? Thought that make you feel better. Awesome. His accolades as a Philly. No, 1997 Rookie of the Year. Gold Glove Award winner. Three times. I'm, I'm waiting on him to tweet out that Scott Rowland uh, appreciation day has been postponed. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know later on. Can they, yeah, just <laughs> at Mark Street's WIP. Yeah, just tweet that out, yeah. Yeah, well, it, you, the classy thing is to congratulate him. Yeah, you drafted him. They, they should be proud that they, that they drafted him. This is more or less about celebrating him. That's different. With a weekend. Yes. <laughs> yes.
He should be. The Phillies should. By the way, it goes 2002 Silver Slugger. Next in the timeline, 2023 wow. Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. They, yeah. They made sure they, they kept it to everything he accomplished while he here, was here. Yep. Yep. Yes. Which is basically MCW's Sixers tenure. Man, it's better than that. <laughs> Come on, man. It was started with the rookie of the year, but. <laughs> And the, and the thing that the now thing that, that was an insult right there. Here's another thing that Roland used to do. <laughs> MCW. He he didn't want to be considered a home run hitter, so it would he would always push back against the home run because he's he was like, oh, I'm a he's a doubles hitter. He would never What's he never wanted to guys, talk about man? being a home run hitter. This game, he was infuriating Scott <laughs> Roland. Five hundred doubles. Yeah, you're in. You're perpetuating it too. All right. Twitter questions brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement oh, rings to fit every budget. Visit marks-jewelers.com. So, Jack, ask, seriously, put this out there. If people would buy tickets to go to the Scott Rowland oh, God. celebration. <laughs> and then John Middleton, depending on the number of – John Middleton can make a decision based yes. on the number of, of votes on the yeah. poll. And just remember, we're going to spring training next month. Very soon. <laughs> hey, Phillies. Yeah, we just remember that. Coming up. Brian Baldinger is going to join us later in the 4 o'clock hour. So, A.J. Brown spoke on what was going on during the game where he didn't look too happy about not getting targets. A.J. Brown Uh speaks on that. We have the sound coming up next. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.